Welcome back, everybody. Last week, the team put together a plan, decided what kind of information they were going to need, and kind of got a little bit of an idea on how they're going to get it. This week, they start putting their legwork plan into action before they go on to the actual run, and they run into a small complication. As a reminder, and I hate doing these, but we're coming up on our six-month anniversary, so if you could send in any questions about the show, the players, the game, really whatever you want, send it to us on email or really any other way you can get a hold of me. It's just without a net pod, all one word, at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you guys in a little bit for a uh, crazy six-month anniversary. Thank you. So it sounds like we're on to the next morning where you guys were going to, one, find out how you can arrange to get stuff at the back of the train, potentially do some shopping with Lady, and potentially deal with the ancients that you were setting yourselves up with? Yes. Sounds good. All right. Well, what do you guys want to do first? All right, so how about we do the train stuff first? Make sure that nothing pops up after doing that, and then we'll go to Lady. I thought the big thing was we were going to have to wait till a little bit closer to the depart date for me to go in and change it and not have anybody realize that it's been changed because a bunch of people will look at it between now and then. Go do the train stuff and find out when that close time, what the window was. Oh, that's right. You guys are going to go socialize. Yeah. By the way, did you get the file so that you can change it when you need to? I already found the file, I believe. All right. I'm like, we're halfway done that part. Good work, team. <laughs> All right. So what do we want to jump into first? Mary Sue should go to the railway. That's where we want to go first? Yeah. I would right. like to do the train thing first, see if anything pops up that would affect shopping list later. Is Mary Sue going alone or is she taking someone with her? She can go alone, but if somebody would like to come with her, that is fine with her. Boz doesn't have two social skills to rub together, so leave that one alone. I was going to say it might make sense for RC to be there with his slice buys, potentially. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be useful, but it'd be nice to have the option if it comes in handy. That's fine by me. All right. I'm going to fly there myself, within, you know, via the slice buy. I'll be in the computer. And then Mary Sue can ask you questions and stuff if she needs information about the actual layout of the art or something. Yeah, you could just hand her a couple and she could stick them in her pocket and you could follow her like, you know, a little fly spy on her shoulder or something. I will be the, <laughs> the little fly spy on her shoulder should she need it. Well, I think I would ask uh, Val to kind of check out what the schedule looks like. And I would like to go after what would be considered morning rush, you know, in a lull. I don't want it to be when it's like super busy. I'm trying to find an employee who's able to talk, so I need them to be at a point where they're not scrambling and working. Sure. Let's say about 10.30, that seems to be when they have some kind of, let's call it like a mid-morning community huddle, where they get all of the people together that work there, and they have some kind of meeting that I'm sure anybody who's worked in the corporate environment just loves to attend. Great. I will head over around 10.30. All right. So you head over to the train station, and there's, you know, people all over the place because it's a public place that transports folks to and from other areas. There is obviously some employee-only areas, which is where the people who you are probably looking for are going to be. How do you intend on transitioning from the one area to the other? Would a train station like this be large enough that they would have some kind of cafeteria place for their employees? I'm going to say probably, because it's the kind of thing, like, 
people are coming off of trains after being on trains for a long time. And the first thing they're going to do is they're going to want to go pee. And the second thing they're going to do is maybe grab a drink or go get something to eat. They have some kind of small food court or eatery there. This okay. is public facing, though, not for employees. I can't imagine that they would have a private place for employees to eat. They'd just be like, yeah, just go out and use the food court. Therefore, with my health inspector license, I would like to be a health inspector and access these areas. So you're going to pull out the old clipboard and just demand to be uh, let around. Well, I'm going to pull out the old clipboard and say I'm here for the quarterly inspection. It's going to be painless. Just a quick walkthrough. Everything's going to be fine. Let me get hit with some kind of social role as you clipboard your way through this place. Just to see how well it goes. I guess augmented reality does make having digital clipboards way easier. So with five hits on the friendly health inspector, which we all know isn't actually true, you grab some nobody employee, slightly browbeat them a little bit, and they kind of lead you into the back. Is your plan to check out, like, the train food prep area or, like, the food court prep area? Train prep area. You're going to be led to a uh, middle-aged human, a little heavy. He's wearing a chef's coat and one of those goofy hats. He's got one cyber hand on his right hand, probably his dominant hand, probably from burning and cutting and all of that wonderful stuff that cooks are known to do. He looks incredibly nervous as you are here. Just introduce myself, Mary Suki, and here to just do a quick routine inspection of the facilities. Everything's going to be just fine. Just walk me through your area. Tell me your procedures. Put a hand on his arm, just reassuring him. Sure. So you guys will walk around for a little bit. You'll probably notice that he's going to walk you very slowly through some of the non-food preparatory areas as you see other people in your periphery just kind of rushing about. And then he takes you through, here's our storage area, and then kind of shows you all around in there. And then you'll notice two cooks come running out of the walk-in boxes with a roll of stickers and a marker as they run down the hallway. Are you trying to get anything interesting out of him, or are you just trying to find a way into the back area? I'm just trying to find a way into the back area. All right. You are effectively in the back area after about 30 minutes of this guy showing you around the kitchen and everybody scrambling. I want to close out this inspection, say he's done a wonderful job, separate myself, and then tell him I'll find my way out. And then I want to try to locate a different employee that would probably be able to answer the questions I'm here to really answer. Sure. It won't take you too long to find somebody else that is just kind of like walking down one of the hallways with a much more casual set of attire, not something like business suity. Probably works in either maintenance or in like interior shipping or something like that. But he's pushing an empty cart down the hallway. He's pushing the cart down the hallway towards me? Yeah. So as he's coming toward me, I want a collision with the cart. I want him to maybe think like he ran into me but I'll be totally apologetic and that I was clumsy. I mean, we'll see what happens. Man, five is just the number of the day for you, isn't it? Seems so. Do you hurl yourself to the ground? I do. He's going to have a small freak out because he apparently just ran over somebody that he doesn't recognize. And he's going to come around with like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I, I didn't see you there. And following up with all those niceties as he helps you back to your feet. Nope, nope, it's totally my fault. I'm such a klutz. I'm always doing this. I'm not paying attention. I'm filing, you know, my inspection reports in AR, and I'm, I'm not paying attention. And 
totally my fault. I'm so sorry. I, would you just totally apologize? How about you just let me go buy you a coffee? I mean, you got a giant pile of hits, so you will I easily can. be able to manipulate this guy. Are you going out to the cafeteria to get coffee then? Or not the cafeteria, yeah. the food court? Yeah. Okay. He will happily apologize the whole way out and go out to the food court with you. Grab a seat. I will go buy a soy calf or real coffee if I can find it and bring it back to him. And I will fake limp the whole time. Yep. No, he's hook, line, and sinker. Okay. And then sit down and introduce myself as Mary and get his name and um, ask him what he does there. Go from there. Hopefully he is a position that will be able to get me this info. Which questions would you like the answers to? I would probably start off with like a high level one. So like, how long have you been here? And then like, you know, it's very interesting. So how does it work? How do they know how to put the train cars in order? And who decides that? Well, when do they do it? And, you know, how soon do the trains get lined up? How do they move them in here? Because I do food inspection. What do I know? Sure. Thankfully, a lot of this information we've already kind of covered and the route that they're traveling, math, physics, that kind of thing. He does inform you he's been working here for a couple of years. He's going to tell you that he works in the maintenance division. He does a lot of basically handyman stuff around here. But there's a guy that they recently got promoted that's been doing really well with the whole logistical aspects of kind of moving it around and organizing the trains and making sure that all of the containers and stuff are working out. Mm-hmm. And he points over to the other end of the food court at a guy. It's like, that's, that's him over there, Mr. Porter. Oh, so Mr. Porter would be able to explain how it all works. Yeah, he's he's actually really smart for an orc. I don't mean to make it sound terrible, but, you know. And then he looks, like, super embarrassed that he said something so blatantly racist. He should. Well, put a hand on his hand and say, don't worry, I'm used to it. He attempts to exit himself from this conversation as quickly as possible at this point, because he is snafu'd. I got his name, right? The maintenance guy you're talking to, his name is Ted. Okay. And Ted has Amsgrave. As long as you don't try to browbeat him into continuing the conversation, he will give you, I really got to get back to work. And then he's thankful that you're okay. All of that good stuff. He's got a skadoodle. So who is sitting with Mr. Porter then? He is by himself. He is very obviously doing something in AR at the time. So this is like a working lunch for him, I guess. But there he is. Did Ted drink his coffee at all? Did you keep him talking very quickly to keep him from drinking his coffee? Yes. Okay, then no, he has not consumed his coffee. Great. Grab those coffees. Go to Mr. Porter. You're a terrible You're person. stealing his coffee. I bought that coffee. It's my coffee. Wow. Just to check in real quick, anybody else doing anything? Uh, if it's like 1030 in the morning, I'm thinking Boz is probably still asleep. Or is just getting up. It's probably closer to 11, because she was stuck with the chef for a little bit. The vampire, she's passed out somewhere, probably, because she was up the previous night, I think. R.C., considering he is, generally speaking, going to be the cavalry of this operation, would be doing little other than tinkering with his drones, making sure they work properly, and dusting off all the various drones in the van, making sure his suit is indeed still quite nice and sharply well-tailored. You probably did have to take your car to, like, a car wash, just because it drove for three days. It's got all kinds of bugs and schmutz all over it. Yes, you're right. It's very important to have everything in high gloss. 
Exactly. You can't be looking that fine in your suit and have your vehicle not looking similarly Let fine. Let me get that supreme wash option with the you know, waxing of the tires or whatever the hell they do. I don't know. All right, no. so you're going to go talk to Mr. Porter. Yes, I am. It takes him a second to realize that somebody is approaching and intending to sit down because he's in AR, you know, one hand doing whatever it is that he's doing, the other hand kind of like absentmindedly feeding himself. After a moment, he will notice you're there. Hello. Can I... Do you mind if I, I have a seat? He seems slightly confused, but is in no real place to say no. He invites you to sit down after a moment. Now, hold the coffee. They, they gave me an extra coffee and hand it over to him. He will pick up the coffee that he has, finish it off, and put it to the side. Can I help you with something? Oh, yeah. I was talking to uh, uh, Ted, and I had some questions about you know how all of this works. I find it kind of interesting. And he said if anybody could explain it to me, that you could. He's going to look around for Ted. You know, you mentioned somebody else. Just kind of like see if he's around. He went back to work. Well, I met him kind of by accident. He kind of ran me over with the cart he was pushing and then started a conversation. And I started asking questions. I guess he kind of felt bad because he did run me over. But he had then kind of said he couldn't really answer all the questions. So he directed me to you. and then he. Went back to work. Sure. So he's like, yeah, I got, and he'll hold the coffee and I said, I got about this much time before I need to get back to the office. As a real quick, boss, what does this guy look like? Wait, what? This guy's name is Jacob Porter. Jeez. <sighs> oh, jeez. He's heavily tattooed, for one. They look like tattoos that have been collected over many, many years. But otherwise, he's very clean cut. He keeps his hair short. Strong jaw. It's an interesting contrast, because he looks very much like a very responsible adult-type person. He's 26, sorry. Because they met in high school. Still kind of old for an arc. It's about the same age as Buzz, I guess you could say. He keeps himself very well-maintained. You can see, like, underneath his collar, there's some tattoos, and underneath his, at the bottom of his wrists, like, stopping at the the hands, you can see some tattoos that kind of, like, disappear up under his sleeves. Dark-haired, but otherwise not super different from any other arc. Can you roll me, like, a perception test or something along those lines, Mary Sue? One of the more interesting things you're going to notice is that you can very clearly see that there was a wedding band that he is no longer wearing. And anything else you want to ask about him as a point of clarification. I've not ever seen him before, right? No, it just does not look like somebody that you remember. Okay. I will start asking the same set of questions to him. And I assume RC has his drones around... As well, and is watching the conversation? I am, well, I don't know if it was a smart person or shoulder, but sure. Okay. They're small. You could have it under, like, your lapel or something. Until you get in a situation where somebody's going to be like, what's going on with that person over there? I'm not going to worry about where your, your micro drones are hiding. So as this guy knows what's going on and how trains are done, he'll obviously be able to give you a lot more specific information. He's going to tell you about how... It's very important because if you're going too fast and you come around a turn in the route, if your weight isn't properly balanced, bad things happen. And then there's accounting for things like, well, this is a two-day trip, so you're going to need like this much food for this many passengers. And that's going to go into your calculations there because that's something that's going to decrease over time, that kind of stuff. And uh, from there, it's just, for the most part, everything is in flux up until about 18 to 24 hours before the train leaves. 
not much changes in that last segment of time. But if something like, I don't know, an emergency so far as there's a recall on some product that they were shipping out, then they obviously have to stop, pull that product off, or something along those lines. I'm a terrible person and don't remember the rest of your questions, so what else would you like to get out of this guy? So it was the window of when we could change it, and then, yes, the weight of the cart is a issue. I'll send a DNI to everybody. Remind me, were those the only issues, or Val, is that all you needed to know was the window of opportunity? Yeah, that's all that I had. And then added information, when you change the car, whatever car you move in the back, you need to redistribute the weight the same. Otherwise, it'll look odd. I love logic puzzles. Woohoo! It's a good thing you have a lot of logic. I know, right? And yeah, a live feed went to everybody of this guy. I guess like she could be hanging out with RC, if that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, come on. You can be cleaning some drones. Yeah, and it's his drone anyway, so it's real easy for him to show it off. Yeah, she's probably just sort of half-heartedly cleaning her guns when our on RC like, kind of like pipes it through. She kind of looks up at the screen. There's an audible thud on Mary Sue's end as she, like, drops her revolver on the floor. She leans in at the screen and she just says, no, 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 no. And she stands up. She walks out of the room and there's a bang as the door slams shut. The bang will probably wind up waking up Val because I don't think she's been asleep for very long. And she'll look around the room and she'll go, what's what's going on? What's up? Huh? What? Denied everyone's comms. What's going on? Boss. Boss wouldn't be on the call. She would have been listening in through RC, so she's gone. You have a comm link, though. You'd have to call her. If you want to call her, go nuts. <laughs> but she would have just been sort of listening in because RC's right there. DNI to RC, you need to find out what's going on while I finish up with Mr. Porter. Okay. And, yeah, if I can physically pick up the screen, I will tip to follow said upset party member. <laughs> If you just go to the hallway, Boz hasn't actually left the building. She's in the hallway, pacing, muttering to herself. She hardly even sees R.C. when she turns around at the end of the hallway and starts to walk back and looks at him and then looks away. She looks really distressed. So, like, uh, hey, you can't seem to freak out a bit there. What's up? Boz walks over towards R.C. and stops and looks at him. And she just looks a lot more like alert than she normally does. There's clearly a lot of adrenaline happening right now. Her eyes are shining, like they're wet. She's clearly emotional, and she says, that's my that's my husband. What are the chances? The what train are... guy? Yeah. Yes. The train guy. That's Jake. That's that's Jake Porter. He's my husband. We'll look back down. We'll look at the face a little closer. We're we'll back at Boss. That is very unlikely. It is extremely unlikely. Like, it's, it's very unlikely. Of all the people, Detroit's a big city. And this is the guy that we run into today. She looks away. She knows who it is. It's been like two or three years since she's even seen his face on a tritio call. She recognizes him immediately. The tattoos on his neck that are disappearing beneath his shirt. She knows those tattoos. That's so unlikely. I mean, you know, how, I mean, like, you know, it'd be crazy if like someone wanted to talk to this person and help us pull off this heist. I mean, that'd be, that'd be crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Look, I'm just glad I'm not there right now. I don't know if I can deal with this. So would you say your split was, like, amicable or, like, not so amicable? 
bus stops and like stares at RC for a minute. And she says, well, I haven't seen my kids in like six years. So okay. no, not amicable. You could say, well, Hey, you know, if this guy's train gets robbed, maybe he looks like an asshole. I don't know. He would recognize me in a heartbeat. Well, I realize that we're new to the criminal arts, but wear a mask. It's not just about that. I, w- I hoped I would see them, but not like this. This is, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. And she turns and she starts walking away again. And this time she's heading for the stairs. Oh, come on, boss. I mean, hell. It's, you know, relationships end. You know, they, you know. Just, just, RC, just give me a minute. And she, she disappears down the stairwell. <sighs> Putting ZX in the punch and giving it to everyone. <laughs> I'll go back inside the hotel room. Buzz just sort of texts Mary Sue. And she just says, uh, I know Jake. Don't give him a hard time. And that's it. Message back. Question mark. K. Uh, so, Mr. Porter, I thank you so much for all your help. Um, one last question. So, the trains are all put together somewhere else. It can't happen here in the train station, obviously. And then everything's checked off somewhere else. And then they're just brought to the train station. Right? That's, that's how it works. Everything's done off-site. And then they just roll in ready to go here. He nods and finishes up the last of his coffee. And then as he's standing to go back to work as per the, the coffee that he promised you, he kind of points in one of the directions. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a yard about three miles down the rail that way that does a lot of the juggling. Oh, so Mary still smiles. Oh, it's interesting. Thank you very much, Mr. Porter. You provided a lot of interesting information for me. I I learned a lot today. Thank you so much. He will give you a little, like, head nod slash handshake. I don't know. What kind of kind of eggs does Jake like to do, Annika? Is he a handshake guy, or is he just a... Yeah, he's probably, like, a firm handshake. He's polite. He's, he's brought up well. All right. So, yeah, Mary Sue will shake his hand, and then she'll look at him and say, You know what? I was kind of insulted when Ted said what he said, but now I'd have to kind of agree. Oh, my God. He crooks up an eyebrow. Well, you know how humans sometimes say some silly things about us. He had said that, you know, for an orc, you were pretty smart. I was offended when I heard it, but you are a very intelligent man. He gets this look of confusion over his face for a second, because this is like completely left field to what you guys were talking about. But he's like, thank you, and uh, goes about to his business. You're welcome. Walk away. All right, so I'm going to leave the train station and meet with everybody back uh, at the hotel. At some point in their journey, Boz rides past in a bus on the way to the train station. Dun, dun, dun. She doesn't know exactly what she's going to do when she gets there, but that's sort of the frantic thought process. Yeah. Run towards the problem. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get there, but just she just needs to see it with her own eyes. That's how she functions, you know? Unless you want to make a thing of it, she would go to the train station and, uh, she knows roughly where Mary Sue was, cafeteria. Um, I think she would just go and see if she can find him and just get eyes on him. Well, sadly, he went back to work. So he's like back in the, uh, like the train yard area? He would be back in like the logistics center, back where all the people take the phone calls, do all of the fancy computer work, 
where the people in suits hang out, not the people out here who are like selling you tickets. Okay. I think we can probably leave it at that. I think she just hangs around the train station for a while. I don't think she ever runs into him. She just sort of like needs to process and this seems like the best place to do it. Or the worst place to do it. Probably the worst. This is a little stalkerish. We can just kind of cut away from you. What's everybody else up to in the hotel room slash Mary Sue returning? Mary Sue's going to walk back in and just see uh, Val and RC and just kind of like, what happened? Where's boss? Yeah, boss. Uh, hey, guy. You talk to? Yeah. The Which guy? I, I talked to three guys. The Jake. Guy, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say Jake. Shit. Porter? Porter? Mr. Porter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Or, yeah. yeah. Monster Porter? Yeah. Uh, turns out, uh, Coinkadiki, uh, that is, uh, according to Boz, her ex-husband. So, let that stick a fine to your head. I didn't know she had a husband. Yeah. Yeah, kind of an ex. It was, uh, you know, she got kids, not amicable. She's kind of freaked. I guess some details, but yeah, she pretty much just went like full on, uh, yeah, just sort of, you know, eyes wide and, and quiet oh. and yeah, yeah, it's pretty heavy. Oh, and I just put that picture up. Oh, <sighs> and she saw it. Yeah. So where'd she go? Don't know. She, you know, she seemed like she needs some space and I want to respect the space that she needed to have to work it out. She needed to work it out. Okay. She'll work it out. All right, all right, all right. Val, you got the information you need. So, oh, and the train yard is just three miles down the way. And they do everything there, and then the train just rolls in ready to go. So all of it is done down there. So got the impression that there's no final check at the station. I got the impression that all final checks are done in the yard. Looks pretty good. I mean, I saw you did a great job. We have a semblance of a plan. So what do we need from, oh, God, I hate saying this, lady. Boss says gas masks. We already have tickets. What else? We looked at the map. We found a good spot to stop it. We got that. So do we need any extra guns? Do we need guns? Do we want guns? I think we I should know. probably have guns, but I'm, I'm pro-gun. All right, so get us a list of guns. You want me to give you a list of guns? I want you to give me a grocery list of guns that you want me to ask Lady to get, yes. That's what I'm asking for from you, R.C. Okay. R.C. is very happy with this. Can I ask a question sort of out of character? What What's the role to install a data tab? Hardware? It would probably be hardware or some kind of engineering, depending upon what you're trying to install it into. Boss has none of that crap. In a non-stress-based situation, it's like plugging in a USB port? Oh, okay. You had to, like, do some, like, you had to snip a wire and insert a thing. And... Nah, they are universal data connectors, so it's a, if you don't have somebody shooting at you or you're not trying to do it in any kind of rush, you can put it in one way, flip it over because that was the wrong way, flip it over because that was the wrong way, and then put it in the way you started with, as all USB ports are. Yeah, it was six three tries, it's weird. Yeah, I don't get it. I know what we need from lady, actually. For however many people are going to be on the train, we should get gas masks for everybody so that we have that as an option to clear the car. Anything oh. else? Guns, ammo, gas masks, computer stuff for Val. Here's another question. We're asking for guns, but what are we doing with the guns? Because I don't know if we're going to be able to get them on the train. 
I think we're just going to have them with RC just in case. That makes sense. Just, I, I mean, you know, it's free guns. guns. I'm pretty much, RC's going to jump at that. It's not going to be like, you know, how do we use these guns in a strategic way? It's like free guns equal, like, already there, buddy. How about armor stuff? Is everybody good for armor stuff? Buzz is good. She recently invested in better armor. And Val, are you good? Yeah. Okay. RC, are you good? I should be pretty good on personal armor. RC says as he goes back to his AR version of guns and ammo. All right. So I think we have our grocery list. So I think we're ready. So do we want to go talk to the lady first or do we want to go? Yes. I don't know. I'm not there. So I, I don't know if I can make a suggestion or if that's okay. But like, it would be really cool to have a jammer that would prevent outgoing distress calls if it comes to that. Okay. I do not currently own one of those. I'm down for a jammer. Put that on the grocery list, RC, a jammer. And that we will just borrow. We don't need to. Sure. Okay. Is that what you guys are going? You guys are going to talk to Lady? Yeah. Just showing back up? Are you calling her? Are you Just showing up. Wonderful. That'll go over well. <laughs> Everybody or just you? Does anybody want to go with Mary Sue now? I'm assuming that Boz is still kind of in the weeds right now, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not being a creepy stalker. Oh. Okay. I'll go. I'll go for backup. And make sure you get the guns right. Val is yes. currently tracking Boz. That was okay. going to be a question. Did you guys give Valerie marks on your comlinks so that she can do weird Matrix Level 2 stuff? Well, she's already hacked me. She already has a mark. I didn't have to give her anything, so it's done. You Boom. don't know that. <laughs> um, Mary Sue doesn't know that. No, I know, but yes, Mary Sue, if Val said, hey, how about you give me a mark so I could check stuff on you? Yeah, Mary Sue would have given it to her. Yes. I think Buzz probably wouldn't have known what that meant and just said yes, <laughs> because like a teamwork thing. Sure. But if you explained it to her, she would probably say no. So don't do that. Mary Sue can diverge from the train station and Richard can take the van over to go see Lady. In the process, Valerie will notice Boz kind of heading towards the train station. When she realizes that, shoot Boz a message, basically with a note to the effect of, do you really think this is wise? I mean, I know he's your husband and all, but I don't know. I don't think Buzz would answer. I don't even know if she checks her phone. I think she's just too in her head. She would probably, like, just put her phone on mute. She'd probably wind up getting close to, like, a dozen or two dozen messages. (laughs) Just increasingly more and more panicked as Buzz gets closer and closer to the train station. Yeah, no reply. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. You guys pull up outside the golf course. The employees are a little surprised to see you. And some pimply-faced dwarf guy at the counter is like, can I, can I help you folks? Well, of course you can. We're here to see Lady. He gets really nervous when you say, it's like, ah, she's, is she expecting you? Of course she is. She told us to come back. Right. I will, uh, I will go tell her that you guys are here and you are. Mary. Right. Where shall we wait? Uh, right here. That'll be, that'll be good. I'll be right. Where, where am I waiting then? Please describe that. It's just kind of like the lobby area. Is it like standing? You know how you go into lobbies, a place and they have a couple of chairs over there and a little, I don't know, I guess it would be like a TV set or a trivia set in this kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Just a little side area that you could go sit down at. And this is a golf course? Yeah. Is there like a, a bar? Uh, there is probably a place where you could go get a drink. 
great. I'm going to tell him, you know what? We'll be in the bar waiting for her, and we're going to walk over to the bar. Sure. Richard, are you going inside, or are you just kind of sitting in the car? No, I'm going to the bar. Okay. We've met with a very nice, well-dressed gentleman who seems to appreciate your suit. Compliments. I'll tip my head and give him a smile, a little nod. Yeah. He makes extra sure to take care of your drinks, get everything you want, as if you are some kind of important person, for you look like a very important person. Well, that's correct. After a couple of minutes, somebody will come to fetch you guys, and then escort you back to one of the more private little business rooms. The bartender makes sure that you have a fresh drink before you go. Is Richard a good tipper now, or is he a tightwad? Uh... That's a good question. Depends who he's tipping, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. We will give a 15% tip. Okay, we will flash the cash a little bit. After you guys are sat in the room for a couple more minutes, Lady will eventually come back, and she looks not exactly enthusiastic. She'll sit down across from you. I was expecting a phone call first, but here we are anyway. Yes, well, we have our list of things we need, and Mary Sue's going to look at RC to produce that list. And I'm sure you can get us these items. They shouldn't be difficult to acquire. She'll go off into AR as I'm sure RC just kind of like shoots it across to her or something along those lines. Yes. She'll take a moment to scroll through things. Yeah, I can have my people get most of these items before the evening is out. Where would you like them delivered? Delivered to the hotel, right? Because we can just put it in the van or on us, right? Val would very quickly Google AU store it and give that address to Mary Sue. And at the same so, time, like, rent a, a place for her to... Yep. Alright, so shoot that address and locker number over to Lady and say, just have it here, we'll meet you there. Alright, so you guys have a, a place to pick up one plot's worth of guns and associated criminal items. So, boss, you are in the train station. She's been here for probably like 15 minutes or so. She initially went straight to the uh, food court area and like tried to get eyes on Jake, but wasn't able to. And after a while, she just took to like pacing and then made her way to like the passenger area. Like families sitting on benches, kind of like an airport, just like a lot of benches that are facing each other and that sort of thing. Like sitting alone on a bench, like no one's sitting beside her because she looks... Not crazy, but she's definitely not having a great day. Nobody wants to sit next to, like, the kind of badass-looking orc who's having a bad day. So there's, like, all these, like, full benches around her. She's, like, in a sea of people, and she's just sitting there, staring, sort of a thousand-yard stare. Finally, like, realizes, all right, nothing's coming of this. So she pulls her phone out and finally looks at her messages. Thirty-seven messages. She scrolls through a couple of them and it kind of shakes her out of her malaise. And she chuckles a little as she dials Valerie's number. Well, well, well. Looks like somebody finally decided to look at their phone. (sighs) Yeah, well, personal moment, I guess. You'll be happy to know that I didn't find him. I presume you're still sitting at the train station? Not to sound like R.C., but I'm going to sound like R.C. Do you really think the best plan is to sit and skulk at the train station that we're going to be infiltrating to perform a train heist? I think I was going to throw this out there. 
think you sound more like me than like RC right now. So you're probably right. I mean, either way, it's probably not the best thing, especially kind of knowing you and your uh, perchant for looking incredibly displeased. It might raise some red flags there. So why don't you come on back to the hotel and you and I had a conversation about my issues. If you want, I can talk to you about yours. There's sort of some silence. Well, not really silence. You could, Val can hear the busy noise of train station activity in the background. There's, you know, like a, an announcement comes over. She didn't say anything for a minute. She says, yeah, yeah, I, I was just calling to tell you that I'm on my way back. I don't know why I came out here. I, just seemed like a thing I needed to do. Uh, it's probably a good thing I didn't run into him. I don't know what I would have said. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll be back in 30 minutes or so. Oh, oh, okay. And, and Boz, it's, it's gonna be alright. There's another pause and Boz says, it hasn't been alright for a long time. But yeah. And she hangs up. Val will sigh, shoot a message to, uh, R.C. and Mary Sue and say, got a hold of Boz. She's on her way back to the hotel. Well, that's good. Uh, How'd she sound? Uh, like Boz, except more sullen. Well, I I didn't know that was possible, but sure. Okay, that's fine. So, yeah. Boz is back a little sooner than she, she said she would be. She walks in. She has a slushie in her hand, like a blue slushie that doesn't look like she's drank from really and she walks in and like looks at it and puts the slushie on the table and just forgets about it just sort of walks over towards Valerie as Boz walks her view she'll kind of like quizzically look around Boz to look at the slushie and then scooch over and pat the sofa cushion next to her she'll say so ex-husband husband yeah Boz sits down before Val says anything, she kind of looks over towards the slushie and she, she says, uh, last time I saw my kids, I, I got them slushies. I don't know. I, I don't even like the things are too sweet, but I don't know. It's just, it was a thing. Anyway. Yeah. It's my husband. We haven't officially gotten divorced yet. Probably because I haven't been around in order to do it. Or maybe he just likes the money. I don't know. I've been sending him money for the last six years. Quite a lot of it, actually. Yeah, still husband. At the mention of kids, Val's mouth kind of like drops open and when Boz finishes talking, she shakes herself out of it and she goes, Um, well, uh I I've never been in your predicament before, but um I mean like if you wanted to see your kids while we're here I'm sure we could figure something out, or I could try to, I could, oh, he works at the train station, so I can probably find his personnel file, which means I can- No, 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 Val, stop, just slow down. Look, I've seen my kids once in six years. Once. They don't know who I am. I doubt my husband has even told them much about me. I can't see them. They wouldn't, it would just be more painful to try to have any kind of connection with them at this point. Oh, um, well, I, um, hmm. 
she sits there with this look of consternation on her face like she's trying to trying to figure out what to say and she kind of looks at Boz and goes do you want to talk about them or your husband or anything like that you know me i'm i'm not one for talking but i guess look it's it's a really simple story high school lovers got married too early had kids by accident Things just got real complicated. I got a job offer, and I, it meant being away from my family. And I thought that would be okay, because it was good money, and I could send it home and support them. We weren't doing so well before that. And just, she sighs. Her eyes get wet again, and like it's clear that she's emotional, but she's she doesn't seem like the sort to just like openly cry. She's thinking back on mistakes that she's made in the past, and it's just getting to her. And she says, "You ever have that?" That feeling like you've let something go for so long that it's almost harder to come back to it than it is to just keep waiting. After you miss a birthday or an anniversary, and you realize you missed them, and you just can't bear to have that phone call where you have to explain why, well, I had a lot of those. Val sort of sits there quietly, and eventually she sort of nods her head. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've I've never done it or dealt with that personally. I mean, kind of, sort of, when I went off to college, I lost contact with my parents, but yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's not like I can go back to my old life anyway, so maybe this is all for the best. I know you don't necessarily want to see them, to talk to them, to interact with them, but... Do you want me to at least look and make sure they're doing all right? Boz opens her mouth. She's really, she's just really ready to to say no, but like the word doesn't come out, and she closes her mouth and she uh, kind of knits her eyebrows and looks down and she says, uh, "Yeah, actually, I I don't know how they're doing at all. It would be nice to know something." Val, her eyes light up a little bit, and she. Starts nodding in her head and she goes, yeah, yeah, I can, um, I can, I can definitely do that. It, it's going to take me some time, but, um, so I know where your husband is. I know his name. What, what are their names? Your kids? Oh, there's two boys, Dustin and Chase, and they've got a daughter named Lily. They're, they're seven. They were triplets. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will find them and I will figure out how they're doing. She kind of looks like a little bit of weight has come off her shoulders and she just slumps in, into the couch. And she nods slowly, sort of like looking at nothing in particular and just says, yeah, th- thanks, Valerie. And then Val probably slumps into VR unconsciousness. as She goes into the Matrix with some names and a little bit of information.
you're going to be led to a uh, middle-aged human, little heavy. He's wearing a chef's coat and one of those goofy hats. And he's got... No, he's not a puppet with human hands. Thank you. I now have to delete that. Um, I got his name, right? Oh, you can make me click the button. It could be Jeff for all I care. Can I Can I just point out, you've picked a really funny last name for this no, guy. His name is literally associated with moving stuff around in railroad rail stations. Porter? That's what a porter is. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that's... <laughs> it is great. retroactively. <laughs> yeah, the, is, uh, now the, that you've the, pointed it out. They were called the porters, I think. Like, historically. Yeah, a person employed to carry luggage and other loads, especially in a railroad station, airport, or hotel. No, good. Hey, RC, considering he is, generally speaking, going to be the cavalry of this operation, uh, would be doing little other than tinkering with his drones, making sure they work properly, and dusting off all the various drones in the van, making yeah. sure his suit is indeed still quite nice and sharply well-tailored. Making sure the machine guns are still loaded. Yes. Well, I mean, they always are, but sure. You <laughs> check. <laughs> you don't want to send them out and have them like not have any ammo. Though, yeah, you would look like a total jackass if they click. <laughs> like, you know, this never happens. You know, it's uh, very embarrassing. You probably did have to take your car to, like, a car wash just because it drove for three days. It's got all kinds of bugs and schmutz all over it. Yes, you're right. It's very important to have everything in high gloss. Exactly. You can't be looking that fine in your suit and have your vehicle not looking similarly fine. Let me get that supreme wash option with the you know, waxing of the tires or whatever the hell they do. I don't know. Do you have white well tires? Uh, I'm going to go with no, actually. It's not that old school. Or, 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 you know, RC is not <laughs> the old school. Yeah. All right, I put a Google Drive thing in the uh, uh, thing. What the, What sort of gun thing are you looking for there, Richard? I mean, honestly, in character, I was like, yay for guns, but in as much as what I could use, I'm pretty gunned up. Like, maybe everybody, I, I want everyone else to have guns. I want everyone to be on my level with guns. <laughs> Val doesn't have any guns. Which is sad. I know, sad that's, just, shit. that's just so uh, disappointing to not have guns. So much for not giving him a hard time. I didn't give him a hard time. I just let him know that the other guy was a racist towards him. Jeez, you guys are never... <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> Introduce racism into his workday. <laughs> now he's going to have to go file a complaint with HR. He's It's so much more paperwork. You've made his day so much worse. <laughs> As if you are some kind of important person. For you look like a very important person. Well, that's correct. It's, it's really a matter of opinion, I would think. <laughs> We call it subjective importance. He looks Says like he has money, so he probably tips well. That's what you mean. Yes. How's life on your deserted island? <laughs> no. Oh my god! I just had this image of you being like the guy from Fantasy Island. Uh, I'm not 45, so I don't know what that is. Ricardo Montalban. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I only really know about it because he had the little guy that. The plane, boss. The plane. That's him. Hervé Villages. Yeah, I'm sorry. I only know about it because I believe he was also on a Dunkin' Donuts commercial where they asked him what kind of donut he wanted. He wanted the plane. Oh, God. <laughs> I apologize to everybody. I know. That's just, that's just so uh, disappointing to not have guns. If you could, uh, I was just going to say, if you could get like a, a nice semi-auto shotgun for Boz, that would 
That would work. So the uh, AA-12, 18F? <laughs> the super assault shotgun? <laughs> yes, because guess what else? Guess who else uses shotguns? RC does, and I was looking at the list, and that is the most badass one. Shotguns you fall under long arms, right? They do. Yes, they do. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.